You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast for friends who love to talk, read, and eat. I'm Abby. And I'm Sarah. Today, we're going to talk about our intentions and goals for 2024. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Abby? I am very much looking forward to being with family over the holidays. We Mm -hmm. are recording this a little in advance of the new year, and we have a between Christmas and New Year trip to Texas planned, and we had a new baby cousin in our family this year, and I am very excited to meet her and to see her mom especially, and all of the aunts and uncles and cousins. It's going to be really lovely, and also I'm going to eat a ton of Mm -hmm. Tex-Mex. Yeah. I hope you enjoy all that queso and the family time. Me too. What's new with you, Sarah? I want to talk about two new home things. Neil made our bed frame, and then he also made a headboard that we just installed this week, and I love it. Oh, it's so beautiful. We have never in our adult lives had a headboard, (laughs) feeling very grown up. (laughs) And it's beautiful. He designed it himself. Uh, Maybe we can post a picture on Instagram. Yes. And then also, I teased this in my secondhand win of the last episode that we were going to get a really big cactus for HP for his Uh room when our neighbors were leaving to go abroad. Well, in addition to that cactus, we also got so many more plants, including one very large plant that I have not yet identified because I don't know that much about plant names, but it is taller than me. We have a tree in our house and I love it so much. There have been some hard things going on in our community And I was feeling a lot of rage and frustration about those. And then I would think about the tree in my house. (laughs) And it's been bringing me a lot of joy. So I am really happy for all of those secondhand wins and to populate this new living space in our back room with plants. We were full up on plants in the front, but now we have so much more space, more plants. So many rooms to put plants in. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's talk about what we've been reading. Abby, what's your latest book? I have two to share. They are called Keyed Up and So Flocked. These are the first two books in the Brunch Bros series by Sarah Estep. These are contemporary romances, and each of the books is focused on one of four best guy pals who all Mm -hmm. live in L.A. at the beginning of the series, and they go to brunch together. And both the books I read so far take place in a small fictional Oregon town. Mm. So the L.A. guy comes to there for this. So it's a little bit of like Hallmark vibes. Big city guy Mm -hmm. comes Mm -hmm. to small town. Yes. These just really have hit the spot for me. They are funny, fun, great sex scenes. And I love most of all the non-toxic masculinity because it's Mm. four best friends. Mm -hmm. They are talking to each other. They're telling each other they love each other on the phone. They're supporting each other in all these ways. It just feels really beautiful. So would I recommend these? Yes, I would. (laughs) Am I eagerly awaiting the third book to be released? Yes, I am. What have you been reading, Sarah? I read Growing Up in Public by Devorah Heitner. This is a nonfiction book that has a lot of practical advice about how kids and teens use technology. It discusses privacy a lot as a general concept, both thinking about what parents are sharing about their children at different ages and what that looks like, and then also 
what kids are sharing, and then how to have those conversations. I think this was a good book for me to read because my general orientation toward technology and kids is, "Mm, no thanks, I'd rather not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I appreciated hearing her perspective and thinking through different issues our kids face, both the positives of technology and the challenges it brings. I would recommend it. It was a solid technology parenting book, and I thought it took a very balanced approach. Nice. Now let's look ahead to 2024. Is there anything big happening next year that you already know about? The first thing coming up is that I am going to night shift in January, Mm -hmm. which is new for me. Mm -hmm. I've never worked night shift before, and I really have no idea how that's going to go. Otherwise, we don't have any big plans on the horizon, which is kind of nice. It feels Mm -hmm. like we've been in a past few years with lots of change. Yes. And so the kids being in the same school and just going to different grades, my job hopefully being the same all year after the night shift change, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Andrew's job continuing as it is, might be nice to not have as many things to anticipate. (laughs) Absolutely. What's coming up next year for y'all? We have a few big things. I will be finishing my classes for my library science degree at the end of April. Yes. So excited. HP will be going to middle school. So it will be the end of our kids in the same school until HP is a senior and E is a freshman in high school. Whoa. Big. Big changes coming on the school front. Mm-hmm. The solar eclipse will be coming through Bloomington in April on my mom's <laughs> 70th birthday. And I think... Several family members will be here, and I'm really looking forward to that event and family time together. So fun. Those are the big things I can think of, I think, on the job front, hoping that things remain the same. But as you know, there's a lot we don't know about (laughs) what the future holds. So true. (laughs) Each year, we usually choose a word to guide our intentions for the year. What word did you choose this year and why? I chose sustain. I got this Instagram post from a dear friend who shared words for 2024 for Enneagram 8s. And I think Mm. the words were for other Enneagrams too, but obviously she sent me the 8 one because I'm an (laughs) 8. And this was one of the words on there. And I read them all through and I wasn't so sure, but then I got to thinking about it and I chose sustain. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at the definition, it says strengthen or support physically or mentally. Mm. And I feel like that is what I need. For me, it's about the family, friends, a reminder to do things that sustain me and to put energy into things that are important to me and life-giving to me. Mm -hmm. And then I also like the connotation of sustainable, which I'll talk more about as we kind of go through. Mm -hmm. What word did you choose, Sarah? I chose the word enjoy. Yesterday, Neil and I went out to lunch and I was talking to him about my goals for the new year and what I was thinking around intentions and how I was having trouble coming up with the word. Mm. And I wanted something that was kind of similar to last year because I feel like we are in a good place right now and Mm -hmm. things are going well. And Like I said earlier, you just don't know how long that is going to last. There are so many things that could come up. So the word he suggested was enjoy. Mm. I was like, oh, yes, that's what I want. I want to enjoy this phase of life that we're in. Mm -hmm. I want to enjoy my last few classes and then enjoy being done. Mm -hmm. 
forever after that. (laughs) (laughs) I want to enjoy the challenge of moving my body in ways that I find fun and generally enjoy the small good things that happen every day. Because as I'm talking about things seem to be going really well for our family and I'm enjoying this phase of life, when I go outside of our family circle to the broader community, there are so many hard things happening. And so feel like I want to find those moments of enjoyment and peace where I can so that I have more energy to turn outward and do Mm. things that can help bring about broader change. Mm. What are your biggest challenges for bringing that intention to fruition? Most of my challenges around really living into this word sustain feel existential and are really about what feels like big open questions in my life that I'm Mm. thinking about. Mm -hmm. You know, is what I'm doing in my life sustainable? Can I continue as I am? Can our family continue as we are? Is it worth it to keep going or should we reevaluate and change course? I mean, where I'm really thinking about this a lot is with my job, but also where we live. You know, the hospital I work in now is so different than the hospital that I did my training and then worked in. And I'm Mm -hmm. so thankful to have a job. And at the same time, I don't know how it looks to participate in the medical industrial complex at this level on a long-term basis. Can I keep working in the system and not be of the system? Like, is that Mm. a sustainable way to be in my life? I don't know. And I think I'm going to find out a lot about that this year and about Mm -hmm. myself. And then, you know, can I sustain the things that our family needs from me and that I need from them? Like, can we be in a sustainable place in terms of supporting each other mentally and physically? You know, can we build a life here in Birmingham if my work feels so tough and if Andrew's work isn't sustainable too? You know, they're just sort of big open questions that I feel like this year will reveal a lot of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like how you're framing it as a question to keep asking yourself as the year goes on. Thanks, friend. For me, I think I chose a very achievable intention Mm, and I did that intentionally (laughs) like how you said that you like to set your books goal low enough that you know you can win Uh that is how I feel about my intention this year (laughs) I am not trying to make big changes I am not trying to change the way that we're doing life I am just wanting to keep leaning in to the positive things happening And I think there's just different approaches to how you think about the new year. And I think my personality is generally oriented toward joy and optimism in my personal life. Mm. I find that more challenging, as I'll talk about later, to be joyful and optimistic about the state of the world Mm. currently. Mm. But I think focusing on something that I'm doing well feels like a sustainable intention to have. And so that is the direction. I went this year. I really like that. Let's go through with any specific goals we have in various categories, starting with self-care. I have four goals in this area. (laughs) The first is books related. Read books and quit books I don't like. Mm -hmm. Yes. I also would like to go camping, Mm -hmm. watch feel-good TV shows, Mm -hmm. and cuddle cats. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a great way to care for yourself. (laughs) What are your self-care goals, Sarah? Go to sleep sooner. Without my phone. I love in the last episode that you said that you just leave your phone 
in a different place once yes. you go to bed. Mm-hmm. I use mine as my alarm, so I need to solve that problem. Yeah, yeah. We have an alarm clock, and that is set to 5.40 or some very early time that Neil wakes up. Mm. I don't even hear it. I'm so asleep then, I don't even notice it. <laughs> That's nice. I'm glad you don't wake up then. <laughs> but it does not have multiple settings, so I think mm. I need my own alarm clock Oh yeah, because I do find myself getting in the habit of looking at my phone and not mm-hmm. having the most relaxing evening ritual. Yeah. And I think that could be a good change for me in the new year. Mm-hmm. Another way I would like to care for myself is by placing limits on my consumption of community news around contentious issues and instead try and turn those feelings into productive actions into Mm. writing to school board members, writing to council members, attending Mm -hmm. public meetings and speaking in public, rather than just feeling the feelings of reading the online discourse. Yeah. And I would also like to follow in your footsteps and quit more books. I am getting better at this, but not good (laughs) enough. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to quit more stuff. (laughs) What are your goals for your relationships, both marriage and friendships? I would like to take more trips with loved ones this year, or more trips to see loved ones. Those are my favorite kind of trips. Mm-hmm. I would love to hang out with friends on our new porch furniture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I plan to, with Andrew, continue our couples therapy in the new year. Yeah. I would like to take a short trip away with Neil, most likely in the fall. I would also like to schedule a weekly time when he and I can go rock climbing together. Mm. We did that yesterday and it was really fun. And it's pretty close to his work to be able to take a lunch hour and just climb for 30 minutes together. So hoping we can figure out a time to get that on the schedule. I would also love to visit faraway friends this year. That was such a highlight of 2023 Yes, when I look back and so life-giving for me and Neil that I would like to keep that going. Thinking locally, one of my goals is to start a neighborhood book club as a way to connect with folks who live nearby. So good. What are your physical health goals? First, I would like to find some new good walking shoes so that I can be ready to take walks on the days Mm -hmm. I don't work. I'm working on that right now, and I will report back if I find the perfect walking shoe. In terms of taking care of myself so that I can continue to be a nurse without pain, I think I need to do more yoga and maybe Mm -hmm. some weight training. Mm -hmm. My new hospital feels so much more physical than my Mm. old hospital, I think because the unit is bigger, but it's also because of how the nursing practice is there. So much of our patients have epidurals, so we really move them a lot physically. And I really love that we have that as part of our nursing practice, but I feel like I need to like buff up a little to like really be equal to <laughs> uh-huh. do that for a 12-hour shift. Do some good core work. Protect yeah, your back. exactly. Yep. In terms of exercise, I want to keep doing what I am doing. I am loving rock climbing. It has been so fun. I am planning to keep up with running. I would like to do at least a 10K and a half marathon this next year, probably turning more towards running when the weather warms up. I have discovered that does not bring me a lot of joy to run in the very cold. Mm. So in the winter months, I'm leaning more into doing Orange Theory where I can do the indoor working out. And then I think as the weather warms up, I'll get back into outdoor running. 
I would love to add in some yoga. I think that would bring a lot of balance to Mm. my physical activity to have more flexibility, but I am just not sure it's realistic. So I'm not quite ready to commit to that as a goal. I feel like I'm already doing a lot and not sure where I would fit it in. Yeah. But a friend recommended the Down Dog app as a good resource for doing a home yoga practice. So I am thinking about whether that is something I could consistently fit in. The rock climbing gym also offers yoga classes there. And I said back when we joined that I wanted to do that and I still haven't tried a class yet. So I'm also wondering if there's a weekly time where we could go as a family and then I stay for yoga Mm. or something like that. But I haven't quite landed on the right solution there. I have a yoga recommendation, which is that when I did my yoga teacher training, and I've said this on the pod before, I'm sure, but my teacher said seven minutes a day of yoga counts. Mm. So I don't know if that is a helpful reframe for you or for anyone listening that that much yoga will do you good, Mm -hmm. even if it's just putting your legs up the wall for seven minutes. Mm -hmm. So just keep that in mind. I will take that with me as I think through this. And then also related to my health, I will hit five years since being no evidence of disease for breast cancer this spring, which is a big milestone, and I am looking forward to celebrating that. And in terms of my mental health, I am wanting to continue the practices I've put in place to help me get through the winter Mm. and to be really cognizant of what supports my mental health during those months. And then same with anxiety of just checking in with myself and being kind to myself and doing the things that support my mental health. And then also just being gentle with myself when things are hard, because I'm sure there will be points this year when they are. Yeah. What are your parenting goals? I am going to look into parenting therapy. I just got a suggestion from a local friend for a therapist who sees kids for play therapy, but then Mm -hmm. also works with the parents Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on parent coaching type stuff. It actually sounds a lot like what you and Neil had a lot of success with a few years back. So I'm, I'm excited to look into that. And then as I go to night shift, my plan is to sleep while the kids are in school And then to be fully present with them when I get them from aftercare to when I go to work. Mm -hmm. So what after school normally looks like is me sort of distracted, like cooking, being on my phone, texting people, maybe engaging with them. But because it's only going to be like a couple hours a day, I want to see if I can make those hours really about us as a family. And we're still going to cook and we're still going to have to do stuff and get ready and there will be, you know, maybe some homework or whatever. But I really want to focus on having that be quality time Mm -hmm. because I feel like with me orienting on days, I am gone before they wake up and I get home when they're already in bed. And so we really aren't having any quality time and I feel like we're all three of us missing that. Mm -hmm. So I want to be very intentional about having that quality time built in to our new schedule. and then kind of related to the mental health stuff that you talked about, I feel like emotional regulation is something that we all struggle with at various times. And sometimes we all struggle at the same time Mm -hmm. (laughs) with emotional regulation. And I would really love to be intentional about talking about it with our kids more 
not in heightened times. Yes. And of me and Andrew being on the same team of emotionally regulating as adults, because I think kids really do what they see us do, not what we tell them. (laughs) Correct. To do. I want to have that be a goal for our family this year so that we can sustain that. See what I did there? Mm -hmm. Sure did. (laughs) Into the years to come. Nice. One of my parenting goals is to adjust our parenting and our expectations to the season we are in. So looking to the start of the year, I'm wanting to lean into the winter home hangout time with games and reading together. I'd really like to set aside at least one night a week to play games instead of reading. And the kids have asked to do that. They're Mm. like, can we have a game night? Can we have a game night? So I think we need to pick a night and put it on the calendar so that it happens because otherwise you just do your regular stuff and don't make the time for it. It is becoming a lot more fun to do those things and I don't want to lose that momentum. And then I also know that as we move into the summer, there is a lot more being outside right up until bedtime playing, which Mm -hmm. I love. So I'm wanting to kind of think about how we're adjusting how we're interacting as a family as the seasons change and not Mm -hmm. trying to fight it, but lean into it instead. I like that. I also want to keep working to build their competencies around the house, Mm. most likely around laundry and increasing their cleaning the kitchen responsibilities. So good. And then mostly keep enjoying, see what I did there, spending time together. (laughs) So good. We are in a great phase as a family, and I just want to savor it while we're here. Really like my people. They're pretty great. Do you have any professional goals for the coming year? I want to continue to grow, to be a really good nurse, to keep my patients at the center of my focus, and to educate myself so that I have evidence and resources on which to base my practice. Mm -hmm. I also want to continue home birth assisting so that I can bring some balance to my life professionally. Yeah. I would like to enjoy my last two classes. They are both about children's literature. And instead of feeling frustrated about school taking up time, I want to focus on getting the most that I can out of the experience. Nice. I also want to keep learning about cataloging and find a schedule that works for me. My work is very flexible about how I set up my hours. And last year at the start, I did all my hours in three days. And then this fall, I switched it to spreading it out over four. But I think I want to go back to three days, at Mm -hmm. least for the spring semester while I'm doing classes so that I have two full days off to Mm do schoolwork and life and reading for fun during the day and all of those things. And that felt a little tougher to fit in this last semester. Do you have any creative goals? I got a starter line cut kit from my sister for Christmas. It's where you can cut the like linoleum blocks. It's like making a stamp, basically. So you mm-hmm. like make mm-hmm. prints. Sure. So I want to make some prints this year. Nice. I don't know if they will be good or like things I want to hang up or things I want to send as note cards or, but I'm excited to try a new medium of art. I've had my eye on it for a while. Yeah, that sounds really fun. So thank you, Audrey, for making it possible. And then I am always thankful to have our podcast as a creative touchstone throughout the year. Mm. Yeah, same. I have two creative goals. One is to bake more bread. 
It is a food that is always a win with everyone in the family, and there are so many different kinds to try, and it feels so cozy for the winter. Mm -hmm. So that is goal number one. The other one is to try and learn at least two new piano songs. Usually when I sit down to play, I just play the songs that I already know really well. Mm -hmm. And I think it's gotten kind of boring, which is why I'm not (laughs) playing as much as I did. That makes sense. Because when I first started back up again, I checked out some piano books from the library and focused on learning new songs, which can be frustrating, but it's also a fun challenge. And it feels so satisfying once you are able to play the song competently. Uh (laughs) So I am planning to get some books from the library again and uh, make that a focus in the new year. So cool. Do you have any home or physical environment goals? I always have ideas percolating in my head and Mm -hmm. who knows (laughs) what I'll get to or not. But here's what I'm thinking about. Customizing our closet, which I've talked about, Mm -hmm. building a drop station of sorts in our front hall that would have a place to store coats and backpacks and shoes, and then also maybe like board games and stuff. Hmm. Rearranging and creating a feature wall with a fake fireplace in our great room slash living room. I recently bought from Facebook Marketplace an iron fireplace surround that someone had taken out of an old house here Mm. in Birmingham. And I have this really great inspiration where somebody built shelves and stuff and then integrated like a fake fireplace with one of these like old iron things. I just feel like that would make our living room seem so cozy. Mm -hmm. Our house is lovely, but it's so very beige and so very Mm -hmm. like buildery still. And so I would love for it to have more character. Mm -hmm. I've also thought about making our laundry room more functional, doing a gallery wall on our stairs and painting. But like I said, who knows? What's going to happen? It's a long list. Long a lot list. of things. Surely not going to do it all this year. May do none of it. But, you know, I just love ideas. I'm an ideas girl. Yeah. I am just looking forward to getting settled in our house. We still need to figure out exactly what goes in which closet, but I think we will have accomplished that before the end of 2023. By the end of 2024, I would like us to have a new couch or some kind of seating situation for the back room a microwave, and art. And that's it. Otherwise, I just want to enjoy it. Sounds amazing. That wraps up our conversation about our intentions for 2024. Listeners, we would love to hear what your goals and intentions are for the new year. Now let's end by sharing something we've been eating lately. So we have stopped doing gifts for adults for years. But we often do a little something edible that we share around the holiday time. And listeners may recall that I had attempted a caramel sauce to give to family and friends. And a whisk was sacrificed in the situation. Did not turn out. I forgot that. I forgot you lost a whisk. Not good. Wasn't good. But after that failure, I made actual caramels from Sally's Baking Addiction and Mm. have had success with that. So I made them last year and I am making them again. And I am happy that no whisks were lost in the process. (laughs) Sally doesn't usually let us down. No, but Sally's was the same recipe that I tried for the caramel (laughs) sauce. So can't win them all. (laughs) Maybe you let yourself down there. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure it was user error. I also wanted to share about some caramels. 
These are apple cider caramels that my friend Linda made and sent to everybody in our Carbro book club, you know, because we're virtual mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. This is just the nicest treat to have. And I recently got the recipe from her. It's from Smitten Kitchen. And she also sent some tips that I wanted to share. Mm. So she suggests that the caramels can come out too hard. So it does help to use a thermometer and Mm -hmm. test how the caramel is by dropping it in the water. And that's like detailed on the Smitten Kitchen recipe, which we'll link to. And she said also boiling the apple cider down takes a long time. So sometimes she does that Mm. on a separate day. Yes. And just puts the syrup in the fridge and then gets it back out when she has time to do the stuff with the thermometer. And she said cutting the caramels is the hardest part, but that really depends on the Mm. texture. And it's obviously Mm -hmm. harder when the caramels themselves are harder. So your mileage may vary, but if you get them right, they're so good. Yeah. I love all these tips. I will second the thermometer. We have a candy thermometer that I had gotten where you just hold and then it reads the temperature. Oh. But I was at my mom's house and was making a batch last year. And she had the kind that clips on to the pan. Oh, so it just stays in there. And then you can you. read it. Yes. So and much so better. I got one of those. And it is. It is a game changer. So I will link to that thermometer in the show notes. Great tips. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Sarah, and with all of you listeners. You can find out more about everything we talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes in your podcast player. You can also leave us a comment on Instagram at friendlierpodcast or email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly. Whisk fault, faulty whisk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> Get it together! <laughs>